This is Real Estate Rookie episode 206. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, information, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your real estate investing journey. And one of the things we love to do on the show is highlight some of the amazing reviews we've gotten from the Rookie audience. And today's review comes from Jesse Bruce. And Jesse wrote so many gems with an exclamation mark. I love this podcast. It breaks down people's journey in a way that is understandable for rookies while still providing value for seasoned investors. So many gems in each of these episodes. I feel like I'm getting a crash course on different aspects of real estate investing every single week. Jesse, we appreciate you. And if you guys haven't yet, please leave an honest rating and review on whatever platform it is you listen to, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Uh, The more reviews we get, the more ratings we get, the more people we can reach. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, We love it when you guys leave us a great review. And don't forget, you can also call and leave us a voicemail. Um, The voicemails get sent sent directly to us. Um, We get to listen to every single one. And we may play uh, your voicemail on the show. Uh, So you can call in at 1-888-5-ROOKIE. Even if you want to share just a win with us, we would love to to listen to that too and play it on the show. That's 1-888-5-ROOKIE. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's rent. T-O, retirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. 
So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So today, Tony, I am going to use this as a therapy session, um, <laughs> a lesson that I have learned so all of you can also learn this lesson. Uh, I fired a contractor. So a general contractor, a GC, I had to let him go. Um, we were probably about 75% done with the project when I let him go. And I know that you have done this too, that you had to let a contractor go uh, during it. So I thought we could do this episode on firing contractors as painful as it is to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you said that, right? Because you know, so many new investors, I think one of their biggest concerns is managing that relationship with the contractor. And the truth is it is not always easy, right? Like the the level of professionalism and business acumen and just integrity in the world of contracting varies quite a bit. And there are a lot of people in that industry who are fantastic people. And there are a lot of people in that industry who are just kind of full of BS, right? And you've got to kind of, you know, weed your way through these different folks until you find the right person. So Ash and I both had some of those experiences. We thought it'd be good to share with you guys. So Ashley, why don't you go first? Uh, tell us about your recent experience. What led up to you firing that contractor? And, and what, what was the kind of final straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah, this is the second time I've ever hired a general contractor who's just going to do the whole project. The first one I hired was actually the builder that built my house. And it's a one-man show and he does everything. So he had built my house. He's also my neighbor. Um, everything went so smooth with my house project. It was wonderful. So I had him do um, another property for me, a pretty extensive rehab on that. It went amazing, like no oversight, didn't have to, you know, really keep an eye on him. And he had, you know, an idea came up, he would ask before he did it. And so that was such a great experience that for this, uh, it's my A-frame project. So if you follow me on Instagram at Wealth From Rentals, you've seen pictures of this project. And so when we closed on it, we ended up hiring um, a contractor. It was a three a crew of three people. Um, and then they had like one part-time younger kid that would come and help them. And right away, there were uh, red flags that I was so amped up and ready to get this project going that I was blinded by them. So the first red flag was that they wanted to be paid hourly. Um, and that was, that is something I've always gone against, uh, doing that. And I was, they could start right away. They, you know, went through the property, were telling me things that needed to be done and looking at, you know, giving me ideas of how to do it, that I was so blinded by that. And I didn't stick to what my <laughs> criteria is with a contractor. And so they started right away. And at first it was so, such smooth going. I mean, the, you know, they started working on the structure of the actual building and it just seemed like they were flying through. Well, then after about two and a half months, it's just like it went stagnant. It felt like there was no progress. Um, there was one person on the crew that anytime we would say we wanted to, you know, change something or do this, he would question us and why do you want to do that and turn into this huge conversation and it's like just do what we want to do and um so there and then there was a couple things that started to come up um questions they were asking that just 
didn't make sense um, that maybe they didn't know what they're doing or they were trying to get us away from like almost I don't want to say gaslighting, but like making me question myself that I know what I'm doing. And so I finally got to the point where I didn't even want to go to the property because I was so uh, depressed over the slow progress that was happening. And I, uh, so my business partner would go and, you know, he would update everything and keep an eye on things. And finally, I just got to the point, I was like, you know what? I think that I'm going to let them go. And I went to the property one night when no one was there and I went through stuff and I was like, yep, this is the, the bleeding has got to stop at some point. Uh, so, on this was a, I think a Friday night I went and I said, okay, Monday morning when they come, we're going to cut them their final check and send them off, you know, pack, they can pack up their tools, everything and, um, send them on their way. So that's what happened. Daryl went to the property Monday morning, let them know that we were going in another direction. It wasn't working out, sent them on their way with their last check. So since then it's was two weeks and we hadn't got anyone else in there and I am very uh impatient so I just went in there with two of my kids last weekend and we started going to town on stuff (laughs) we bought everything needed to do the tiling uh we got set up for tiling we uh cleaned up a ton of the garbage uh we just there was like a whole bunch of like drywall and everything my kids hauled it all out so we started working on that. And then now my business partner, he came in and he's like, that's what all he's doing right now is just getting this cabin to finish, get it to complete. So my biggest takeaways, my lessons learned were, first of all, don't, like have your contractor criteria and stick to it. If it seems too good to be true, like these people fell into our laps, the, the right time, they could start right away. And like the hourly rate was only each we were paying them. Like it was not, you know, very expensive. It was actually pretty cheap, but it's just, they took so long. Well, then as I was going through last Saturday, when I was going through the project with um, my kids, I was looking at things that even I noticed were wrong. Me who literally knows nothing about construction rehab. And so my second thing would be is if you do know something, don't second guess yourself just because somebody else says that's not the way it was done. So for example, the the tile for the backsplash was done in the kitchen and there was about this much gap of drywall because it's the A-frame. So the wood slants come down and there was no bull nose. And, but they had already grouted the tile and everything. So that's one thing Daryl worked on today was adding the bull nose on top and re-grouting it and... Also, uh, the shower, just I would have done like hardy backer board onto it. And they did like a cement board and then they mudded it and then they put primer over it where I would have just put the hardy backer board, maybe some aquaphor on it. But all these little things that were happening, I was second guessing myself because I'm not a contractor. So my my first thing would be stick to your contractor criteria. And when you are hiring a contractor and don't be impatient, like wait, if you you can't get a good contractor, we'll figure that into your holding costs. And then just don't let anyone gas, gas like you, if you stick to your gut, like if you think, you know, something is wrong, speak up and stick to it and don't let somebody tell you that it's not. So those were the biggest things. And honestly, I should have probably let them go earlier. So the third thing would be to hire slow, fire fast. 
So that's my rant. Uh, that's my uh, therapy, <laughs> my word vomit, getting out that <laughs> mental mental breakdown of my life. That uh, yeah. So just but, uh, I, I, but so many good lessons in there, right? Like yeah, I think your point about like the fact that they could start right away. Mm-hmm. To me, that in and of itself is a huge red yeah. flag because most good crews today mm-hmm. are so backed busy. up. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe they can say, hey, I've got a project ending in two weeks, but my next one starts in six weeks. So I, maybe I can give you four weeks. But if they're like, yeah, sure, I can start tomorrow. Yeah. That means nobody else is is, is thinking about <laughs> yeah. them. Right? And, and, there, and there could be a reason for that. And I say this, actually because something similar happened to us as well, where we, we found another crew and they were able to start immediately and they were relatively inexpensive and we had to fire them. You know, they were about 75 percent through one job and maybe about 10 percent through another job. Um, so, I mean, a lot of the same lessons you, you spoke to as well, right. Is that, um, the, actually the one thing that we did that I was proud of is that we, we did pay them on a milestone basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a, you know, 10% up front, then, uh, I think like a, a 20%, a 20%. And the last one was a, was a 60% payment. So we were able to withhold that last payment on, you know, and then on that first, we only gave them 10%. So the payment didn't hurt us as badly, but then we still had to go out pay another crew to finish the first job uh, and then pretty much go off and, and start the second job. So now we're over budget on both of those flips by a decent amount because we had to pay two, two crews and all this other stuff. So um, yeah, really good points on the, on the busyness piece and, and the pay progress. Um, the other thing you said that I thought was interesting that, that I've experienced as well as, is, is letting them go sooner. Um, the, the mistake that I made we had a, it was this crew, the same crew. It was our first time working with them. We gave them one job and we already felt like their work was good. Like the work they were doing was good. We had no concerns with the quality of their work. It was just the speed at which they were moving. They were, the progress was coming way too slow. And I felt like it was an issue, but our hands were kind of tied because we didn't have anybody else. We just got another flip under contract and our go-to contractor was still too busy with our other flips. So we, we had a decision of like, can we find somebody else? We couldn't find anybody else. So it was like, either we sit on it or we give it to this other guy who hadn't even finished his first flip for us yet. And we made the mistake of giving him two properties before he finished one, which is why we ended up having to fire him from both. So to your point, and just to kind of add on to that, I guess, don't like make a contractor finish a job before you give them a second one. Like see it all the way through the end because someone could look amazing on day one, but look very different on day 90. So you want to make sure that you see the day 90 version of someone before you give them an opportunity to do a second job for you, because that that really came back to, to bite us in the butt on, on our flips, too. So lots of lessons learned on both sides. Yeah, I know. And it's like frustrating to look back at. Um, it's like, wow, geez, why did I let this go on for so long? Okay. And um, I think that, you know, I just. So many, I'm, I get busy, like so many other things going mm-hmm. on that it's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to have to deal with this. So I'm just going to let it keep going. Or it's easier to keep them on the job and bleed money and holding costs, letting the project drag on than it is to fire them. But really all it mm-hmm. takes is some work. So like, okay, me and the kids and even my business partner, he's in there now, like working on things. We made some phone calls. We got all the flooring installed by an installer. We have the roof, um, you know, a roofer coming down to take care of the roof. And so all it does is take like, yeah, it takes that extra work, but you're going to get a better product and you're going to probably save more money than if you do just keep letting the the job do right out and hope that they eventually finish. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it reminds me of this of this, you know, I don't know, this saying that I've heard recently that I've, I was literally just telling my son this last night, but it was about choosing your hard. And like I gave him the examples of, you know, yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, uh, study for your test, but it's even harder to have F's. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to get up in the morning and train for basketball, but it's even harder to not play as much as you want during a game. And as a real estate investor, the idea of having to fire a contractor seems hard, but it's significantly harder to continue to work with a bad contractor. Yeah. And you can fire that contractor and it's hard for five seconds, five minutes, however long it takes to have that conversation. Or you could deal with them for the next you know, four months while you go through this rehab. And that is that is much, much harder. So just choose your hard short sacrifice for, for the bigger long term game. Tony, I, you know, I remembered before when you have shared stories of things you have told your son, and I wish you would share more <laughs> to the, of these, you know, analogies and lessons that you, uh, you give him, because um, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I listen intently. I do. So thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. Hopefully he's listening as, as intently as you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's Rookie Reply. I'm Ashley at Wealth From Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. Make sure you guys leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We would greatly appreciate it. And check out the Real Estate Rookie on a YouTube channel and make sure you are subscribed. Thank you guys. And we will see you next time. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals. Enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.